Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. First and foremost, we greet you today with joy and wish you all the blessings of joy in your life. All too often, we tend to forget that life itself is the celebration and, as we each live our lives, we need to express that celebration of life. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Especially in the world today that seems to operate on the principle that faster is better, too many people become preoccupied that getting everything done right away and lose sight of the true purpose for living. So, what is the true purpose of life for any of us? We are here to learn, and the most important lesson we each need to learn is who we are in truth. No matter what you'd like to learn in your life, it requires you to get to know yourself more and at a deeper level as you learn. In fact, this becomes quite apparent the further you go along on your path of learning anything, up to the point You are learning to do something, whether you're learning to, say, ski, sing, dance, play the piano, run a business, get a radio show going, care for others, or teach, etc. At first, you might be more concerned with just being able to do the task or basics. Once you got the basics down pretty well, then... If you want to or need to go further, you learn to refine what you're doing and how you're doing it. You may keep doing that until you've become more of an expert. Yet, no matter how well you can execute techniques and strategies and so on, you don't progress in your true artistry until you learn about and get to know yourself much more deeply and completely. When you finally get to the place to start to work on any degree of mastery in what you're learning, you absolutely need to know yourself. Otherwise, you can never get to the place of truly expressing who you are as your innermost soul self. You need to get to know and know well what you're made of, so to speak. You need to know your heart and soul. Otherwise, anything you do or express isn't going to be completely in tune with the essence of who you are. In living your life, you have to be true to the life that you are. We've talked about your soul makeup quite a bit in prior episodes, but essentially, you are. You're aware and you are creative, which means you have to express the life that you are. And as I said earlier, Life itself is the celebration, perhaps the closest word we have in the English language to describe that experience of celebration is, you guessed it, joy. 
there's been a bumper sticker worthy mantra that's gone around for a while. It says, follow your bliss if you are to live your authentic life. Why do you live a more authentic and fulfilling life of purpose when you follow what brings forth the joy from within you? That bliss or joy is not only an intrinsic part of life, but also of who you are. You are made of what we might call joy. It's the experience of the creative power within you. There's also another mantra-like saying that you hear a lot, use it or lose it. Using something you have means expressing it in your life. So in case, in the case of your inner joy makeup, if you don't regularly express it, you end up forgetting that it's part of you. You might even end up believing that you have little or no joy within you or your life. This is absolutely never true because you cannot get rid of something that is already an intrinsic part of your essential makeup. Remember, you are an eternal being. but you have to remember to use or express that part of your creativity daily. So our show today is about the many faces of sharing your joy. Way too often you might focus on what you are not experiencing, that you forget to express those aspects of yourself so that you can experience it. Happiness or joy is a part of you but you don't experience it until you express it in some way. Remember, joy isn't dependent on what's happening in the world or in your life because joy is not in or of this world. You are the one that brings the celebration that is life into the world by expressing your inner joyful self. That's exactly what those who are considered to be the life of the party or accredited with bringing sunshine or laughter into others' lives are doing. When an entertainer or a speaker uplifts the spirit of others, it's not just about what they're saying, but more about how they're saying what they're saying. It's about them expressing, expressing and sharing their joy as they are doing what they are doing that uplifts everyone. It doesn't matter if you are a child or an adult, young or elderly, physically active or not. You need to express that part of who you are. It uplifts others when someone does that because it reminds them that they have it within themselves as well. Also, even when people want to express more joy in their lives, many times they may assume that they don't know how. If you're not a good singer or dancer or orator or whatever, you might not feel like you have the talent it takes to express your joy and share it with others. Yet, that's not true. There are as many ways to express one's joyousness as there are people. In fact, expressing joyousness isn't limited to just human beings, is it? Of course not. Ever seen a cat or dog or other animal express their joy with abandon? It's like, ta-da, they can't contain it and they don't. Unfortunately, humans can and do contain it way too much. Sometimes we can learn a, a lot about sharing joy from our animals. For example, 
When we had Shanti, our beautiful Great Pyrenees dog, she would do what we call her joy dance. Whenever one of her favorite people would visit, even before we let them into the house, Shanti would break out into her joy dance, which was running around at top speed, up and down the hallway, up and down the stairs. And of course, there wasn't a straight away long enough for her to run to her heart's content. She would run around in a tight circle, often going under the dining room table and such. She'd circle around and around and switch directions and all before she'd settle down to greet her friend. There is a term for this expression of joy that animals give these days. I've seen it on Instagram. It's called the zoomies. (laughs) (laughs) Shanti also used to smile a big smile and have a twinkle in her eyes when she was sharing her happiness by playing a joke on us. Yes, dogs play jokes on their people. She laughed as well at times, and I actually captured her in laughter in a photo once. It's in, it's in my photo file. I can prove it. Then our Tonkinese cat twins, Mystic and Merlin, who are currently the animals that lord, lord over our domain, will often stretch out into incredibly long versions of themselves, which makes them seem about four times their total body length. They'll stretch into what we call sausages and then roll around in joy. Yep, they do their sausage rolls quite often. Yeah, another way Shanti used to uh, share her joy with others was to lie on her back on the floor and wiggle and invite you to rub her belly. She had this great pink spotted belly. (laughs) (laughs) Great Pyrenees spots. It was amazing when she did that. Whoever happened to see her do that would instantly break out in a big smile or laughter and wanted to come over and rub her belly. Uh, That's even happened outdoors. And and literally, uh, I've had truck drivers driving by that stops in the middle of the middle of the traffic, middle of the road, roll down their uh, windows and, and go, wow, what kind of a dog is she? Kind of a thing. So anyway... Being a fast learner, that's me, (laughs) I did the same thing in front of strangers out there in the world, but all I got were dirty looks. I'm not quite sure what I was doing wrong, but I was joyful. (laughs) I think I wasn't furry enough. Plus, maybe I was the wrong species for that way of expressing my joy in the world to go over very well. Well, of course, I'm joking about my part but all true about Shanti's part. But there are countless number of ways that we as humans can express and share our joy, even in public. Yes, I agree, not every possible scenario is going to work for us humans in human society. Nonetheless, there are still a huge selection of ways we can be joyous and uplift others in the process. I say, uplift others in the process in that when you try to uplift others, you're somewhat going against yourself. Since what uplifts people is your joyous expression of life, the more you're being yourself effortlessly and sharing your happiness, the more uplifting whatever you say or do can be. I'm sure you've witnessed a joyous child chasing bubbles or 
their dog or dancing in the park, bringing smiles to total strangers just watching the child play. That's someone uplifting others naturally and effortlessly, not because they're trying to uplift others, but because they're just being their joyous self. Joy is literally contagious, good kind of contagious. <laughs> Remember, it's all energy and joy is a quality of energy that everyone has within themselves. And when someone expresses it openly, it's hard to contain your own joy that you may have forgotten about or neglected to share. Everyone who shares their joy serves as a reminder to others that joy is theirs as well. For many of us, the thought of expressing joy brings up images of people jumping, shouting happily, breaking into spontaneous dancing or singing, laughing, and so on. They all seem to be quite active and often boisterous ways of creative self-expression. And but we can also share joy quietly and peacefully, even silently and without moving a finger. Earlier, Raphael mentioned our Shanti with a big smile and a definite twinkle in her eyes when she was playing a joke on us. She wasn't running around in her joy run and, and she wasn't barking her joy out loud. It was very quiet. In fact, all you can hear when she was doing that was her rapid breathing. Her happiness, however, was totally palpable to anyone who was around her when she did that. It would be more of a challenge to not smile or laugh when she shared her joy in that very quiet way. Now, when she did that, when she was deliberately ignoring our command or even a request, <laughs> it would be very difficult for us to act serious, as in, Shanti, we really mean it. <laughs> get over here. Yeah, yeah, get over here. <laughs> so even when we were being serious and demanding of something of her, more often than not, we would end up laughing with her. Well, my sons were about three and five years old. One early morning when I came downstairs into the living room of the house we were living in at, at that time, I found them having a great time using the one good sofa in the house as a trampoline. Unfortunately, <laughs> they, they didn't see me smile on my way down because the jumping on that couch was a definite no-no in our house. So I had to be dad the disciplinarian. I first reminded the boys the house rule that they were not supposed to jump on that couch. Of course, they were laughing and trying to see who could jump higher. After all, it was a trampling, right? <laughs> and the Power Rangers or whoever happened to be the superpower heroes on TV that they like at the time, well, they did this, those kinds of things. They jumped, you know, on top of buildings and everything. <laughs> well, seeing that I made no impression whatsoever on either of them, I raised my voice a notch and pounded my feet as I started marching toward them. 
the five-year-old immediately stopped jumping and looked at me with his best serious face on, <laughs> trying to contain his laughter while his younger brother started jumping even higher and laughing harder. So as I approached the younger one, I raised my voice and told him he had to stop that right now. Did he obey his dad's determined command? <laughs> well, in retrospect, I have to admit that he stopped jumping on that couch at that moment. Instead, he got on top of the, you know, the top part of the backrest of the couch to get extra leverage and, and flew like Superman toward me. It was a complete surprise. It was quite amazing. He was fearless in his joy. He flew right at me, and the only thing I could do was to catch him in mid-flight. Once, and I was I was a you know a fair distance away from him still. Once he landed in my arms, he gave me the biggest smile and asked, "Daddy, are you amused?" <laughs> <laughs> he heard me say that to my students and everything many many times. Right? Anyway. Uh, as, as hard as I tried to keep looking serious and unhappy, I burst out laughing. Of course, the fun experiences of parenting. Well, Michael will continue this story in just a few minutes. Our first break is coming up, and we wanted to remind you that we have a wonderful Fortella class plus a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event coming right up this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, May 28th and 29th, titled Finding Joy in Challenging Times, Harnessing the Transformative Power of Compassion, Gratitude, and Forgiveness. And I'm going to list here the titles of the workshops. You can attend as many or as few of these as you like. If you attend all of them, you will get a discount. And also, um, everyone who attends at least one um, can attend the bonus Zoom. Here's the list of the workshops. On Saturday, this coming Saturday, by the way, this is happening on May 28, 2022, uh, 9 a.m., looking for bliss when the going gets tough. You are the joy you are looking for. And the afternoon class at 11 a.m. Pacific time is happiness is sharing your joy when all seems lost. Discovering the creative power of compassion. And then the Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific is welcoming the blessings of bliss, the power of gratitude to heal your soul, and the 11 a.m. Pacific time second class is forgiving your way back to yourself, the path to your freedom, and the love of God. Again, anyone who takes part in at least one teleclass during this weekend can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-class Zoom Q&A talk story and social on Sunday following the last teleclass. For the full write-up and details or to sign up, go to the May calendar event section of our website, michaeltamora.com, michaeltamora.com, or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Debbie, at 530-926-2650, weekdays during business hours Pacific time. We'll return in a couple of minutes with the many faces of sharing your joy. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. There are as many ways to express joy as there are people. Today, we've been exploring the many faces Faces of sharing your joy to inspire you to share joy more often. It's your choice how you express whatever you're happy about in your life. So let's continue. Yeah, before the break, I was I was telling a story about from many many years ago when my kids were uh, little, and they're jumping on the couch, and and finally, you know, I'm trying to be the disciplinarian dad <laughs> and and be serious and look you know upset and all that kind of stuff and walking to the younger one of the two that wouldn't you know just didn't face him that I said you know you're not supposed to do that and you're da 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 and and he's just giggling and jumping higher and higher and then then when I finally start to march toward him and say, okay, you got to stop that right now type of a thing. And he gets on the, the, the top of the backrest of the couch and flings himself over to me while I'm walking, which was a complete surprise. And, and he lands in my arms. And um, Fortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he was, you know, fairly few feet off the, off the floor flying. And um, – so then as I catch him and he hugs me, he's laughing and he's smiling and looks up and he goes, Daddy, are you amused? <laughs> that's a three-year-old. I know. It, that's, they're supposed to wait until they're teenagers to throw back what you are teaching other people, right, <laughs> at your face. <laughs> uh, and I just couldn't help it. I just cracked up. And uh, uh, so I figured, you know, I lost I lost the battle miserably. <laughs> but then again, later on, I realized, oh, after that incident, I never caught them jumping on that couch again 
Well, that didn't mean they never did it again, <laughs> but I have reason to believe that they actually respected the furniture a bit more after that. I learned that the old parental advice that if we spare the rod, we end up spoiling the child isn't necessarily true. When we access that joy that is part of us, we learn what we need to learn for our own good much more readily without the need for fear tactics and punishment. Years ago, I developed a very simple practice for myself of periodically asking myself throughout the day if I was happy or not. First, I discovered that anytime I asked myself, it immediately brought me more in alignment with my inner happiness just because I'm bringing my awareness to it. And when that wasn't enough for me to experience being much happier than I was, then I would ask myself, how much longer would I like to continue to be less happy than I know I can be? Of course, the answer to that question was always a no-brainer. I didn't want to waste another minute of my life being less than happy. Then once I made the decision to be happy, I had to be happy. How would I do that when I didn't feel happy much at all at the time? In fact, how would I do that when I was actually quite upset about something? That's when I start to discover that my experience of happiness came from sharing it. But then, that could often be quite the dilemma, couldn't it? If you weren't feeling happy at all, how, how do you share something you, you don't experience? Well, where do I find that happy place in order to share it? Ah, eventually, I realized that all the times I was the happiest in my life was when I sh was sharing the thing that mattered most in life. What would that be? Love, of course. So I discovered that when I was loving in any way, I was the happiest. I may be loving a person, an animal, a place, a scene, a song, or what I was and happened to be doing. But as long as I was loving in some way, I start to experience my inner joy again. I then realized that it wasn't exactly what I did that brought that about. A lot of times, you know, we might assume that, oh yeah, I was, I, I was being very loving because I love doing this and I love doing that and I love being with that person. Well, at first, it's, that's kind of the experience, isn't it? But it was much more about how I did whatever I did that brought about that experience. When I was happiest, I always found myself doing whatever I was doing lovingly. It didn't matter what I was doing. What mattered was how I was doing it. For example, I never loved exercising for the sake of exercising. <laughs> In fact, I could easily think of a whole bunch of other things I could be doing rather than using up my precious time exercising. Well, of course, once I had my first heart attack and second near-death experience, I realized some exercise had to become part of my near daily routine. But 
making myself exercise to keep my body healthy and alive wasn't much happy making. At least not in the beginning. No. I had to enjoy it rather than counting how many more minutes I had to stay on the treadmill or how many more reps I had to lift a dumb dumbbell (laughs) (laughs) or how many more miles I had to walk to get home. I made exercising more entertaining for myself. But then one day I realized that it all depended on how I was approaching my required exercising. Who or what was I exercising for? Oh yes, I was needing to exercise for my own benefit. Why was I exercising? I was taking care of my body and healing myself. That meant I was giving to myself a gift, wasn't I? But I didn't look at it that way until then. The loving was not quite there because I wasn't loving doing the exercise. I just wanted to get it done (laughs) and move on to more worthy causes. So I changed my perspective on exercising and decided I needed to love myself enough to give myself what I needed to be healthier and better equipped to fulfill my purpose. That finally changed my whole experience of exercising. And exercising wasn't killing me, literally, anymore. (laughs) Why I say that is, yes, I was so happy when my cardiologist, Raphael, and all my closest friends and relatives told me I was not to go running anymore. Because at that point, every time I had a near-death experience, (laughs) it happened when I was running. (laughs) And here, exercise was supposed to be good for your health. Well, I agree. Exercise is, but you have to approach it as a gift to yourself lovingly rather than as a required homework assignment dished out by a strict truant officer. (laughs) I was the strict truant officer, of course. There are many ways I access that joyous part of myself within when I'm feeling less than joyous. Yet whatever I choose to do, it's in the way I go about doing it that is the real secret to success. I have decided to give to myself rather than make myself do it because it would be good for me. So I find something I like doing. At times, it may be picking up my guitar and playing music or composing a new song. At other times, I may be writing an email to a good friend. Often, it's answering a good question that an advanced student asked. Sometimes, I write an essay or a message for publication or drawing a picture as a gift or simply making a simple cartoon message to Raphael. On a post-it note. (laughs) There's so much fun to receive. Or making her favorite morning fresh juice. Mm -hmm. Pretty much anything done lovingly will help you access your inner joy. Then you can express that joy in whatever way you decide would be a great way to share it with others. And these days, there's so much good technology that there are ways I couldn't even imagine expressing my joy when I was much younger. What's there to celebrate in your life? If you can't think of anything right away, remember to celebrate yourself just because. Oh, yes, just because you are a bright light and part of God. 
So I like what Michael was saying about finding some lovingness in your life when the joy starts to be feel like it's being yanked away. I love that. So one of the things uh, that we were talking about just before the show came up was, no, you know, one of the ways we express our joy is when things are kind of a little dicey is to look around and find something that's funny and start to uh, put some attention on that and laugh a little bit. And just before the show, I happened to look up and Michael is wearing one of his T-shirts that uh, I don't know if he put this on on purpose or whatnot, but um, this is a the brand. What is it called? Uh, Teddy the dog. Teddy the dog brand. He has lots of these shirts, <laughs> and it's this dog in all kinds of uh, conditions and and a little saying underneath. And the saying <laughs> the saying that he's wearing is, first off, the dog is in a boat sailboat in a little sailboat, a little funny sailboat with an octopus. And beneath it, the word is keel, K-E-E-L, joy, keel, joy. So it's a play on words, of course, of kill joy, Mm-mm. but it's exactly the opposite. Yeah, and the is octopus is smiling, laughing, laughing at the and dog. Smiling. So <laughs> when I looked up and saw that, it made me laugh and, and got me going, getting ready for this show. So, you know, uh, that's what a lot of um, really good comedians, not the ones that pick on people and say mean things, but really good comedians will even just look around a room and find something amusing about what they see. And um, I, it just cracked me up because the, the, the uh, position of a comedian is to help uplift humanity. And unfortunately, some of them uh, actually make us, you know, cringe a little bit, but the really good ones will make us laugh, will make us forget our troubles for a few minutes so that when we land softly again in our lives after the show, we can face whatever's going on in our lives. So lovingness, laughing, and two other aspects which I practice regularly, especially when the going gets tough, is appreciation, appreciating something that's near and around you or trusting something. Trusting, for instance, that whatever the bad circumstances are in your life that are going on will eventually pass, especially if you handle them correctly. So lovingness, appreciation, trust, and laughter. Laughter is, I think, the gateway to joy. And also, you know, Michael was talking about um, his kids jumping off the couch his kid, one kid, jumping off his couch. <laughs> I had an experience similar to that with my first dog that I had, Raya, who was a half German shepherd, half coyote. And she was a really good dog, but she could really get into mischief. And I mean really get into mischief sometimes. And I remember um, when she was about a year old, I decided to buy her a dog bed because I didn't like her sleeping on the bed. So another furniture thing, Right. I put the dog bed at the foot of my bed, and she completely ignored it. And I would have to, in the middle of the night, wake up and shoo her off the bed. And uh, finally, one day, she got into some pretty deep mischief in the house. And she knew it because she was running away from me. I was trying to to reprimand her because with dogs, you have to reprimand them right away or, th- or they won't remember. They, it won't make any sense to them. So I was trying to reprimand her, and she went running down the hall into the bedroom 
and jumped into that bed that she ignored for two years and looked up at me. It was like, see, I know how to be in this bed. And from (laughs) that day on, she actually used that bed. But it was a similar thing. It made me it made me laugh really hard. Anyway, our second break is here, and we invite you to join us for our special remote Zoom workshop and weekend seminar to our German and English-speaking friends and students in Switzerland, Germany, and elsewhere. Please tell your friends in those areas about this. On Friday, June 3rd, Michael will teach Live Your Psychic Life and Navigate Through the Global Transformation, a fabulous two-hour workshop. Then on the weekend of June 4th and 5th, He'll teach his in-depth and comprehensive weekend seminar titled Living by Clairvoyance, Intuition, and Mediumship. Be your truth, know your love, express your joy. Michael will teach in English with immediate translation into German. Since both events will be online or by phone via Zoom globally, the schedule for the events will be different for different time zones. For those of you in Switzerland or the Central European time zone, the Friday workshop will be at 19 to 21 Uhr, and the weekend seminar will be given each day from 14 to 21 Uhr. Check our website, michaeltamora.com, for details in English, along with contact information for the event organizer. Find out the details and sign up online at the Forum im Licht website at imlicht.com. CH or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. We'll be right back with more on the many faces of sharing your joy. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. 
Welcome back. I sure like that fading away music. (laughs) We hope you've been enjoying the variety of ways you can actually express your joy in the world. Let's continue our exploration of our topic for this show today, the many faces of sharing your joy. Yeah, I was looking at, you know, when do we have, well, when we were already happy and when we're already joyous, we don't really have a problem, do we, with with sharing our joy? A lot of times, if it's really, when we're joyous, you can't help it. (laughs) Even if you're trying to stay quiet or, you know, not say anything or do anything when you're just joyous it's it's hard to to contain yourself and in many ways you don't need to contain yourself it's just sometimes it's not appropriate to share your joy in a very loud way and and dr- dramatic way and like in the middle of uh, a quiet place, a library <laughs> where everybody's reading and studying and wants peace and quiet. It wouldn't do so well to jump on top of the table and start dancing and singing out loud. <laughs> that wouldn't be appropriate. In fact, instead of sharing your, you might feel like you're sharing your joy when you do that, but a lot of people maybe, you know, get up more upset than than joyous, right? Yeah. So, so we have to have many different ways of sharing our joy, yet when we already are so happy, yeah, we could think of all kinds of ways to share our joy. We can just smile, you know, and, and at, the, at the very least, do something nice for somebody. Uh, again, it's that givingness. It's, it's a giving space. But it's when we're not happy when especially if we're not just not so happy but if we're upset we're we're grief stricken if if we're angry you know or just in regret whatever it is we're not in a good place in terms of our emotional state and, and state of mind where we're just looking down at ourselves we're unhappy about something that's the time when when we especially need to share joy. And this is why we're, we are doing this season, this theme, is because the world situation currently is really tough. I mean, every day we're getting bad news of a major scale. And um, uh, if it's not the pandemic, if it's not more people getting sick, very sick and dying and things like that, if it's the politics, it's the economy, it's wars and mass shootings, all those kinds of things happening everywhere, all kinds of places. So every time you turn around, look at some part of the world, there's a huge level of suffering, grief, anger, anguish. Yeah, in that type of world, we need joy. We need to share joy more than ever. If you're a sensitive person, when the world is seemingly gone down and just so many people are unhappy in some way, upset in some way, you feel that. It's just you wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, God. 
It's another day. That's when you need to be joyous. You need to share the joy when you're not feeling so great. Because once you do, you'll find, oh, ah, that joy is always there. It's part of what we call life. But so many of us seem to be living life daily without that joy, or at least not much of it. How do we, how do we share it all the time every day? Especially when we don't start off the day, start off uh, uh, your your experience in that joyous kind of a state already. Yeah, that's the catch. That's that's the tough part, isn't it? So again, before the break, we were talking about oh yeah, the more <coughs> giving, the more loving you are. Doesn't really matter what you do or say, but. If you're coming from a place of saying it, doing it, being much more loving, kind, that's going to start uplifting. It may not have everybody singing and dancing on the streets all of a sudden, but, oh, it's definitely going to raise the spirit. It's going to uplift people. Now, going to back to when you're not that happy what are you experiencing rather than instead of the joyousness that's part of your life that's always within you you're experiencing something other than that joy right that's why you're not so happy well what is it that you're experiencing what is it that you're aware of instead of the joy ah that is not you. Huh. But you're the one being unhappy, aren't you? Yeah. But what you're being unhappy, you might blame what you're being unhappy about. Well, th- this happened and that happened. How can anybody be happy when, when something like that happens? Whether it happened to you or happened to other people. Doesn't make a difference. It's, it's a lousy thing that happened. Okay. So that's what you're experiencing. What happened? But when lousy things happen, and especially when it happens to a lot of people at once, there's a lot of energy in the world of unhappiness of some sort. Oh, it's not the happy place, it seems, at that time. So the first thing is when you're experiencing something less than real happiness, you got to ask yourself, okay, what is it that I'm experiencing? And remember, everything in this world is energy. It, it's just made up energy, all, all kinds of energy. And what we're aware of at any given moment is also energy. And why we're aware of different things and we have different kinds of experiences throughout the day is because we're aware of different kinds of energies. Some energies we would describe as, oh, this is really a happy energy. Other energies we might describe as, this is an awful energy. This is heavy or this is guilt-laden or whatever. It's still all energy. And when certain situations happen, 
in the world, in your life, that's energy too. Happenings are energy. Sayings, when, when somebody speaks, that's energy. When you hear stuff, that's energy. So whatever it is, however way you experience it, you're being aware of some kind of or some co uh, combination of energies. So then if there's a lot of unhappiness, what we might call unhappy energies, anger and upsets and grief and sadness and guilt, unhappy energies. When we're experiencing any kind of energy that's, that's unhappy in its very nature, oh, who's, is it really my own energy? Is it really your own energy you're experiencing? Or you're experiencing the energy of another person or a group of people or the world at large or whatever, or the place. Sometimes nobody seems to be there, but you walk into a room or walk into a particular place and it's like, oh, God, this is, you know, <laughs> heavy. Or, or I, I was happy until a moment, until I walked into this place, and now I'm just kind of down and out. Ah. Well, sometimes it's so, so sudden, and, and, and a place or a person or whatever can have be putting out this energy that sometimes you, you can go from, you know, singing Dixie and whistling one moment and just having a great day. You turn the corner and bam, you start to go, I want to kill myself. I mean, it could be that serious, that that sudden. Some people don't recognize that's not mine. And so they actually act it out. They, they dramatize that energy they're feeling, especially if, it, if they feel it for a long time. And so the first thing to do is recognize, wait a minute, how much of it is not my energy? And you might get off the top of your head, you might get 40% is not my energy. Or 90% of what I'm experiencing isn't my energy. Whoa. If I experience some other kind of energy rather than this 90% or 60% or 40% of this energy that I'm unhappy about, would I be happier? Of course. Okay. Just imagine putting that energy into a rose. Just imagine an image of a rose out in front of you and just, just go, okay, I'm going to take all that energy I'm feeling and experiencing aware of right now. That's not my energy. You don't even have to know exactly which part is not yours. Just go, that's anything. That's not mine. Just put it into that rose and imagine that whole rose with that energy in it exploding in a flash of light completely neutralizes that energy. Oh, and see what happens. Sometimes you might have to do that a few times. If you're really, you know, experiencing some other energies that's very prevalent. And, but don't stop there. Create the kind of energy you know you would like to experience instead. It's all in you. So just like Raphael was saying something earlier, look around and see, you know, what tickles your fancy? What, what, what makes you smile? Think about that. And the moment you put your attention on it, oh, that's a new energy you're, you're experiencing now because your awareness is on it more. Or even more direct, just decide, oh, yeah, 
Joy is part of my makeup. Let me put my awareness to that joy, wherever that joy is. Right now, I don't, I don't feel it, and I don't know where it is, but let's, let me just become aware of that. Then your awareness will turn to that, and you'll start to, little by little, at least, you'll start to experience it. One of the things I wanted to talk about here, too, was um, the power of more than one person together expressing joy or expressing love or appreciation. There have been studies uh, that have been done where groups of people have meditated together. Let's say a group of 5,000 people who agreed to meditate together in a particular area. And they discovered that um, when this was practiced, that a lot of crime went down, violence went down, domestic as well as other kinds of violence went down. And, you know, when those things start to go down, the possibility for bringing joy up is huge. We come from the generation that pretty much started the whole outdoor giant rock concerts and that sort of thing, listening to music that we loved. And that group joyousness goes out into the atmosphere. So remember, whenever you're having a great time with friends and so forth, you're actually helping the planet especially if it's good, clean fun and not good, not any kind of fun, so-called fun that is uh, hurtful to anyone else. Well, once again, we're already coming to our, the end of our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that our show inspired and validated you to share your joy with others in any way you can. Join us again next Wednesday for our episode Share your joy by singing and dancing. So uh, Michael mentioned the singing and dancing several times earlier, um, but now we're going to show you how you can do that. You may not realize yet there's a way you can express your joy anywhere under any circumstances and at any time, but there it is. Remember, too, to call our office to sign up for our Open to Everyone weekend seminar, Finding Joy in Challenging Times. Harnessing the Transformative Power of Compassion, Gratitude, and Forgiveness. It's our four teleclass weekend event coming up Saturday and Sunday, May 28th and 29th, which includes a bonus Zoom Q&A social, which will help you to awaken to more to the limitless of spirit that you are and learn how to cultivate compassion, be more grateful, perfect, follow up for this show, and practice true forgiveness to live a more joy-filled life in these challenging times. Be sure to call our office to register, 530-926-2650, and check our website for details. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.